Welcome back, listeners. This is Who Needs Healthcare. I'm your host, Anthony Marty. It's been a long time. We got with us Zach Wilkerson, as always. Zach, how's it going? It's going. It's been a minute. You know, I just realized I introduced myself as the host and then didn't even mention that you are also the host. That's pretty rude of me. Well, it's pretty par for the course. Well, so Mama Marty would be disappointed. We'll let it. We'll let it slide this one time. Fair enough. Um, I I feel like though you in doing so you gave deference to me. You 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 know, I I'm like the 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 person of honor here. You're the host. Don't push it. You're hosting me. Oh, you're serving me. Well, you know, you had me there until the serving part. <laughs> oh man. Oh, how do we do this anymore? I don't even know. It's been what's, a long what's time. What's in your hand? What's in my hand? I'm actually drinking a cab. I'm uh, I'm going bougie. I'm drinking that wine. What about yourself? Man, me too. We like didn't even plan this, but I also um am cabbing it up. A cab? A cab. You're drinking a taxi cab? Yes, the whole thing. Uh, does it smell like vomit from the night before? It's really gross. Nice. Um, but no, what do you what do you have? I have a uh, Montez Alpha Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, 2015 estate bottled product of Chile. <laughs> that is uh, that sounds very bougie. Um, I actually, uh, you're gonna make me take off my headphones and go back and go find out, pick the bottle up. No, I, I don't you have don't to, have to do that. There's that. no there's no time. There's no time. There's no time at all. However, um, this is our outro episode for season one. We have some big announcements for season two. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Those were neat. That, have a, those were nice sound effects. Some ad. I didn't have an air horn thing queued up. I didn't know you were gonna drop the bomb before the uh, before the break. Well, just Spoilers. I'm just letting it, letting the listeners know there's gonna be uh, some big changes, and that we're gonna delve into those changes. Also, talk about our favorite topics uh, from the past season. And then, um, then we're going to let you all go and turn to hermits and go into remission and queue up for season two. So before we go any further, I think we need some Zach Longoria project. All right, so cat's out of the bag. Marty, Marty, let it yep. out. Um, this is our last episode of season one of this grand experiment. Who needs healthcare? Um, it's uh, as we alluded to. It's been a little bit since our last episode. Part of that is just because it's the summer and it's busy. Um, the other part uh, has to do with just the fact that Marty and I have spent a lot of time talking about where we want the show to go what we want it to be um kind of just our vision for it and in those talks we have kind of decided that this uh this beta test uh which is kind of really what season one has been of of us experimenting with podcasting and talking about healthcare, we've kind of reached the we've taken it as far as we really feel like we can and so now we want to um take a break and, and queue up some new stuff. So Marty, why don't you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so what we're going to do in Season 2 is, and let's preface this with the acknowledgement that we have been all over the board with Season 1. Um, like Zach said, this was an experiment. We were trying things out, trying to figure out what the direction we wanted uh, for our podcast to go. And we tried out a lot of different things between OTC Corner, between having interviews. Um, we did politics. You know, we did uh, ethics. And we were looking for a topic that could really kind of bring all of that together, but also in a more linear narrative. And so what we decided to do is we're going to do uh, season two based around behavioral economics. And for those in, in healthcare, obviously, um, for those who aren't as familiar with behavioral economics, they're changes that you can make to influence human behavior from a population standpoint in order to get a desired outcome. So if you think of uh, an example I came across uh, while just looking online was basically, you know, if The Economist were to offer a digital subscription to their website for, or to their, to their articles for $50 and an online print combo for $125, studies have shown that the majority, the vast majority of people will take the $50 subscription. However, without changing either of those dollar amounts, if you now introduce just a print option for $100, now people see the value of the combination of the two and will now tend to subscribe for the $125 value, um, aka the digital and print option. So what we're seeing here is without changing either of the two initial options, by just introducing a third variable, we're now completely swaying uh, the consumer's behavior. And this occurs in healthcare as well. So, you know, for example, we know that uh, patients are generally um, prone to, or not just patients, but people are generally prone to uh, siding with their default option. So an example of that that we've seen is basically with uh, organ donations or signing up as an organ donor on your driver's license. Before, when you had to actually actively check the box that you wanted to be an organ donor, the percentage of people that signed up to become organ donors was vastly lower than when the government started saying you have to actively sign to, or you have to ac actively choose not to be an organ donor. So just by having the organ donor as the default option, most people just didn't even bother to reconsider their choice and became organ donors. So the number for organ donors skyrocketed, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So those are examples of behavioral economics. And that's one that is, you know, healthcare related. But at the same time, there are examples that affect populations in terms of uh, how, you, how you present options for insurance plans and how that affects patient choice. Um, likewise, if you have um, a poster above every sink, which we see in restaurants oftentimes, that say, don't forget to wash your hands, we see that healthcare providers and patients alike wash their hands more often. And uh, so, you know, these are little changes that we can make that can have really big influences in healthcare. And uh, this is something that the U.S. government has actually taken strides to uh, implement so much so that when CMS was 
when they first developed their framework for improving healthcare, they used this thing called the triple aim system, which basically encompassed uh, improving the patient experience, which would be at quality and satisfaction scores, uh, reducing per capita costs of healthcare, which, you know, lowering the costs is good for everybody, um, and then improving provider satisfaction. So that was the triple aim, the three tenets of, you know, improving healthcare. However, recently, uh, CMS has now introduced a fourth tenant, which is improving the health of populations. And that fourth tenant is very heavily leaning on behavioral economics. If you ever listen to the podcast Freakonomics, a lot of that has to do with behavioral economics, little changes that can influence populations from a statewide basis to a nationwide basis, um, or even to a demographic basis. So these are, you know, uh, we gave a few examples earlier, but I think uh, we're going to have eight to 10 episodes for our, uh, with different examples that we're going to really delve into. And for those who liked, you know, the politics side of our episodes or the ethics side of our episodes, this encompasses all of those. It encompasses, you know, your politics, your leg- uh, your politics and legislation, your, um, your ethics, your day-to-day patient care, uh, because the reality of it is at what point if we're coming at behavioral economics from, you know, a governmental standpoint, at what point are we now infringing on patient autonomy by, by really pushing, maybe not pushing, but really like skewing the patient's decision-making into a certain direction. Likewise, that's also how are we violating our own paternalism, right? If we're a healthcare provider that knows by just offering certain options and not telling patients about certain options that we are indeed skewing them towards the options that we vocalize. And we even see this on an insurance standpoint when you look at uh, formularies, when you look at the the options that providers are even allowed to, not maybe not allowed, but are that they can offer their patients that will be covered through the insurance. So that's an example of behavioral economics as well in healthcare. And that's actually one that, you know, has billions of dollars of output based on some of these decisions. So it's, you know, it'll be, it'll go as narrow as little things like putting posters above your sinks, which we're not going to do that episode, but it'll also go as grander as, you know, political decisions that are going to uh, influence, you know, populations from a nationwide standpoint. Yeah, there you go. So that's a little uh, preview of the remix there for you. Except R. Kelly's bad now, so he's not bad now. I think or he's, he's maybe been always bad, been bad. We just are now paying more. He's attention always been to bad. It. We're paying more attention to how bad he is, but breaking off a preview of the remix is still too fun of a thing. Can I to give say. one more example before um, you jump in? I'm sorry, man. I don't know if you. If, this is one that I, I spoke to you about, and I thought it was kind of cool, and I just forgot to mention it. Okay, one more preview of the okay. remix. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our goals for the Perfect. next season. So one more, one more preview of the remix. Um, <clears throat> if you think of, you know, from a philosophical standpoint of loss aversion, you know, people are generally very comfortable with what they have here in the now. And we have trouble uh, anticipating future results or outcomes. So with physicians, if we, you know, if we penalize them for not meeting certain outcomes, if that's the way we're incentivizing them, that's actually less effective 
than if we were to give a bulk sum of money at the beginning of each fiscal year. And then if they didn't meet certain quality standards, then we would take some of that money back. Because just the act of having that money already accounted for makes them feel like it's theirs already. They've already earned it. And so it incentivizes them to continue to meet those quality standards because they don't want to have to give any of it back, right? So, Yeah, I think that's something we maybe even mentioned a little bit. I think we've touched on it a little bit before. And so like, if you've listened to our show for a while, these are still a lot of the topics that we're very interested in. Again, we're dealing with um, economics, um, healthcare, psychology, um, policy design, ethics, pol- yeah, all the things that we have been interested in. Um, we're just trying to streamline it a little bit more, and we we have a few goals that we want to implement with this next season. Um, a, th- a threefold set of goals that we have. Is this our is this our triple aim? The, yes, exactly. Yes, um, and so for, the for the, our own quality standards, good. Yes, good. yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, first up. In moving to kind of a dedicated season format, we want to mimic some of you know the great podcasts that are out there um, and go for a um, a consistent, focused season narrative. And with consistent, I mean both in topic and in release um, schedule of release. Um, we hope to queue up a good bit of content and re- release that in a timely manner and regular manner. Um, in order to make the listening experience more enjoyable, um, inconsistent. We are, and yeah, consistent is the key word there. Consistent is the key word of goal number one. Um, goal number two, we hope to increase our production values. Again, we are but humble amateurs, but I think we did learn some things in this season, and uh, we hope to apply those things. Um, in the form of, you know, better sound quality, better sound design in terms of the use of music throughout the podcast to create a, an experience and an atmosphere. Um, we very much do kind of want to mimic the, um, the sound and feel of high quality prestige podcasts. You know, we're going to, we're going to fake it till we make it. Exactly. (laughs) Take it till you make it. Yeah. And there's there's flattery and mimicry, so yes, we're going exactly. with that. Uh, we still definitely want to keep our own you know, flavor, um, the things about uh, this podcast that we enjoy, and we're probably still going to keep a lot of that. There will still be banter. There will still be tangents, more than likely. Um, but we want the package to be a little bit nicer. What flavor ice cream are we, Zach, huh. right now? Right now? Uh, pr- and then what are we striving for? I don't know. Right now, we're probably like... Um, like Neapolitan or like birthday cake or something with like I think we're like I think we're like a like a freezer burn Neapolitan. Dang, you know what we are? Gosh, why can't I think of what this is? There's this ice cream that I feel like only comes out around winter time and if Maddie was in what? here she'd be able to tell me what it is. Um what Spumoni. Spumoni. I don't even know what Spumoni it's is. It's the weirdest ice this. cream, but it's the best. I don't even know how to spell it, so I can't even Google to see what all is in there. But it's like it's like the fruitcake of ice creams. Ugh, it's the weirdest fruitcake of ice cream. It tastes so good. It's fantastic, but it's like green and it has 
it has like nuts yeah. in it. I don't think they're pistachios. It has cherry but chunks too. It really it does have cherry chunks in it. Yeah, it does. It does. It's the weirdest. All the real. I don't like. I don't like stuff in my ice cream. I just want a creamy experience. I don't. I don't want the crunches. I don't want. <laughs> To be going through my ice cream and finding weird stuff, you know. Well, just that, I feel up, like I mean I'm sorry. I feel mouth. like that has been our podcast so far. Um, I agree. It's I agree. multi-layered, um, so that's mm. a good side of it. Yeah. All right. Spumoni. And what what flavor are we striving for? What are we striving for? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe like. Um, gosh, this is that good tangent content that we that we talk about. <laughs> um. I don't know. Like, what's a good, like, prestigious going, ice cream quality? I think we're going for, like, an elegant um, mocha gelato. Interesting. Okay. You know, with something that really refines the palate. And then, you know, you walk away when you finish that one scoop. You don't get two or three scoops because it's just enough with one scoop. We're not a daily podcast. And you walk away really thinking, damn, should I turn around and get another scoop? But you don't. Because it was satisfactory enough. All right, there you go. So that is um, ice cream for Marty. Uh, Marty, uh, goal number yeah. three. This is one that's near and dear to your heart. What are we going to mm. do? What's our third goal? I was not the one that wrote down the goals. <laughs> this is the one you oh, care the most about. This It's not the one I care the most about. It's the one that I was just more vocal about. Um, we are going to establish an actual social media presence we have 110%. Um, I think the correct phrase is half-assed it. And we're actually <laughs> going to try. Right? We are going to try. Gonna, we're we're going to try. We're not. Neither of us are very savvy with social media. We, I don't think. Do you have an Instagram? No. I'm, I, I, okay. I am on Twitter a lot. But I don't, so I don't use even Twitter, have Twitter in a way to like get myself out there. I'm pretty much Amish. I have considered turning my own butter. Uh, and I do ride a, a horse to work but that's not true you were on snapchat on the daily yeah but also nobody cares about snapchat that much oh my goodness not hourly look for the new we can't say i'm on snapchat Snapchat listen to this q4 2018 look we will have a who needs healthcare snapchat account and it will be wait for it fire um but not safe for work yes not safe for work absolutely um but we will be establishing a social media presence to help a build the brand um because the brand needs to be strong but also to be more engaging with our listeners out there so any uh any other thoughts on that zach yeah i think you know the goal is to maybe try to um highlight maybe and moving to this kind of more regimented format with a a narrative is to maybe get some of the the news topics that we would have talked about in a in an episode out maybe through the social media platform um and we still definitely hope to do some um you know kind of like emergency weekend update style episodes for big Mm. news here and there um we who knows tina fey and i going to be seth myers uh yes i would be tina fey gladly Actually, I would trade spots. No, no, you already said it. You said it. It's fine. It was a mistake. I'm I'm Tina Fey. I I want to go to there. Um, (laughs) I've been watching a lot of 30 Rock lately. That show's so good. Um, That's time well spent. It's a great show. So good. Um, You basically are Jack Donahue in real life. Am I? I think so. I think you'd want to be. I want to be? I think so, yeah. Is that... 
Okay. Well, um, I, I'm not going to say no. I will take that. Thank you. I feel like I got a little Tracy Morgan in me too, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can. I'm. I'm down with that. I'm basically. <laughs> I'm basically. Les Lemon plus. Uh, plus. You're Kenneth. Um, yeah, Kenneth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's me. Um, definitely. So yeah. So those are our goals for the next season of the podcast. Um, we hope to have that up and running. Um, in in a few months. Don't want to really give a definitive time frame yet, um, but keep a, keep an eye on our on our Twitter feed. Um, I think that's our most active form of social media right now. So, or um, you know, just keep. I think the better way to phrase it is least least inactive form. Least inactive, exactly. And just you know, don't delete us from your your pod catching podcast app of of choice. Uh, just yet there's more on the way hopefully better than ever yeah for sure so um now that we have established the direction for season two we've outlined our goals i think it's time to kind of summarize season one a little bit and let me not summarize it but you know hit hit uh, our favorite points let's get nostalgic so was, yeah let's get nostalgic okay let's, let's go, uh, go in the way back machine in the way back machine okay so going back um and thinking about the first season of Who Needs Healthcare, um, what are what are some of your favorite topics that we've talked about, or what are the things that you that we've talked about that have interested you the most or gotten you the most excited? Oh wow! So favorite versus interesting the most. Okay, so my favorite episode that we recorded was probably the Connect Your Care episode with Alicia Main. Uh, I just I thought it was. It was our first time having a guest on the podcast, and I thought it was a super positive experience. And to be honest, the data shows the viewer, the listeners thought so too. And I thought uh, Alicia Main was just an absolute delight to have on the podcast. Um, but I think what interests me the most is, and this is probably why I uh, came up with the idea for behavioral economics, was I really liked our the moral theories episodes. I really liked that ethics side because it's it's a topic that I feel like is almost taboo to talk about because there's not always a right answer and people are afraid to either especially in our culture the you know this PC culture people are afraid to voice their their opinion if it's not popular and you know contemporary in the mainstream uh, dialogue and I just think that you can't talk about ethics without really discussing both sides because both sides, if these you know ethical theories have lived two and a half thousand years, which some of these have, they have survived that long because there is some merit to them, and there's multiple of them, and some of them contradict each other. And so I thought I really like those episodes, but that's you know um, that's because I really like philosophy. So that's fair. That's good. I also really really liked those episodes. Um, if we're talking in terms of favorites, those are probably up there. Although I think they would maybe be edged out by some of our earliest episodes where we talked about international healthcare. Um, right. I think, you know, that was one of the things that you and I talking about that, that really um, caused us to want to start this podcast. And um, I really, really enjoy those episodes a lot. Uh, those are maybe some of my favorites, but if I'm going to think about just like a favorite episode in general, um, you know, I really liked the vaccination episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, is it because we had to make fun of Jenny McCarthy? 
yes, that is exactly why. No, no, that's it's just um, so you know, it was still it was still early on, but like that's something that is really important and really misunderstood and kind of at the core of I think again why we started this podcast is um, is just kind of talking about misunderstood and controversial topics and um, I think that's something that we'll still continue to touch on um, moving forward. And yeah, and in reality, you know, I'm looking through the list of our previous episodes and not that we have completely finalized our outline for season two, but there, I mean, there's applicability in all these topics when it comes to behavioral economics. You know, mm-hmm. when you think of just the the looking into the psyche or the psychological insights of human behavior to explain e- economic decision making, you know, that's when you're talking about lowering healthcare costs, when you're talking about making you know, incentivizing uh, physicians and patients alike to make better decisions to result in better outcomes. All that stuff is heavily weighed on behavioral economics. I think it's a topic that I have not, I'm surprised to see as little about it um, when doing research as I have come across. I think it's definitely something that's going to be more and more popular and more and more discussed as we go forward. Yeah, I agree. If anything, this is going to give us a, a, really solid framework within which to talk about the kind of things that we would talk about anyway, um, just in a mm-hmm. really haphazard and disorganized way. Um, <laughs> but we're not going to be disorganized. We're no, be... no, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so in terms of like news and things, you know, that news and keeping up with events in healthcare, something that we have been interested in. And, you know, there've been a few updates on some things that we've talked about. Um, you know, we, one of our earliest episodes had to do with Trump care and the Trump administration's battle to kind of change healthcare and 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 we don't we don't that's that's still not gone anywhere necessarily. Um, you know, we've had things like the Medicaid uh, work requirements, which uh, since we actually talked about that here in Kentucky, those laws got struck down. So that's interesting. Um, you know, we've had a lot of mergers, a lot of new initiatives, the the Amazon um, initiative with, I think, Berkshire Hathaway, I think. Correct. Um, and maybe J.P. And Morgan. J.P. Morgan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, picked a CEO a few months back. Um, I, I, I don't think I'm, they got my CV. Oh, it probably just got lost in the mail or. I sent it via the your... Pony Express. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, Atul Gwande, who I hope I didn't butcher his name, but he's a um, he's a surgeon and a, a writer. He writes a lot on healthcare, and so he was chosen as the CEO. So you know, lots of news. We like that stuff. We're probably going to talk about that some 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 more. But Marty, if you had to maybe make one prediction about a a major healthcare headline between now and the time that season two comes out, what what would it be? Um, I want you to go first. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Well, I think about um, real quick. I I'm gonna just go big. Um, okay. Um, go big or go home, man. Go big. Um, Medicare for all. It's gonna happen. There, I said it. Wow. Between, between now and now season and two, Medicare for all. You do realize we're not switching administrations uh, I'm, in the White I'm, House. I'm just saying, man. It's gonna happen. Okay. Okay. You know that um, that Koch brothers uh, independent research thing found out that or found that it would have um, 
I think it was millions of dollars of savings over the next 20 years if they did it. And uh, it's no, funny I don't how really the Koch brothers happen, research but, came up. But with that's that. I know, right? I know. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my prediction. Okay, well, mine is not nearly as bold. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, mine was just going to be that one of the major mergers that we saw uh, between, uh, you know, PBMs like and insurance companies and retail pharmacies. So we, we discussed a number in the podcast, you know, whether it's Anthem Cigna, Humana Aetna. Um, I think that we will see one of those mergers be struck down in the next two months. All right. I think I might have butchered those mergers, but the mer- the three mergers that the three big mergers that occurred, I think one of them will be struck down. I mean, can anything get struck was down it, in a post Disney Fox merger world? Say that again. I said, can anything get struck down in a post Disney Fox merger world? Oh gosh, um, maybe, maybe not. It also kind of depends. Is it? Uh, like apparently these mergers are looked at by two different facets of the government and one is more friendly to mergers than the other. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, between CVS, Aetna and, you know, Humana, Walmart and whatever the other ones are, I'll have to go back and look at them. But I think one of those mergers is going to be struck down. And I, I have my sights on the CVS, Aetna one. I don't, All right. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I think that's good. We'll come back and we'll see who won. Well, I, you went, you shot way higher than I did. <laughs> like, if this was Vegas, oh. this, if this was Vegas, you just, you literally just bet on like the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship, and I was like, uh, you know, I could see the Celtics maybe winning it this year. Yeah, but if I win, then we truly did win the jackpot, not just for myself, but for all humanity. We got to get United now that sports betting is legal. Um, they'll soon make healthcare betting legal, and we'll, uh, we'll yes. have to go see if we can put some money down on this between now and season two. All right. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say about season two before we get into the final final thoughts of season one? No. I mean, I guess I'm just excited that we, you know, this was once again this was an experiment. We were a Garage Band style podcast, and now we're trying to. Uh, we're going to Barney's and we're going to buy a suit and a shirt and tie and some nice dress shoes. And we're going to try to, you know, take this garage band style podcast and, uh, take it mainstream and actually, you know, focus on it, have a, have a real narrative behind it. And, um, not that we didn't do research before, but really up the level of content, but also up the level of the production. And I'm just excited to see where we end up and Mm -hmm. how we're received. I've got a very fragile ego, so take take light of that when you um yeah when you write his comments. He does. It's true. It's true. And I will wear a suit jacket while I podcast, but no pants because it's a podcast, and you don't have to wear pants when you podcast. Um, Amen. Amen. I mean, pants are overrated. They just get in the way optional. of of your day. Pants are optional <laughs> every day. That's for sure. In the way of your day. All right. I mean, there's uh, just there's no need for them. Final final so, thoughts. Do you, do you want to go thoughts. first? Who talks first? You talk first. I want I you to go first? first. I want you to go first. Okay. That was a Star Wars reference if you didn't get it. Um, get out of here. Star Wars is very good. Um, but you know what's better it's than excellent. Star Wars? Uh, if you even dare 
No, I'm, I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to guess what is better than Star Wars because there's that list is very finite and very small. Uh, what is better than Star Wars is the delightful television series The Leftovers. Um, wait which... a minute. I'm, I'm, I, go ahead. I don't actually wait. I just don't. I just don't believe you. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, The Leftovers. So, uh, me and my wife uh, binge The Leftovers. It's a uh, three-season television show that aired on HBO. The third season aired last year, um, and it is based on a book by a guy named Tom Parada, and it is uh, has kind of a it's a pretty simple premise. It's like a a, a book about a rapture-like event. Two uh, percent of the Earth's population just disappears, and then the story flash-forwards three years, and it's about what has happened, or you know, just picking up with the people since that happened and it uh focuses on a pretty uh relatively small cast of characters and then gets uh, bigger and and larger in scope over the following two seasons um it is co-created by the author of the novel and damon lindelof who was one of the two major showrunners uh along with carlton cues of lost one of my other favorite tv shows um but unlike it is it's very similar to Lost in the way that it deals with mystery and themes of philosophy and religion and things like that but it is very unlike Lost in the way that it handles those mysteries um I was one of the people who was pretty satisfied with Lost but I will say that Leftovers blows Lost out of the water and if you were someone who was burned by Lost because it didn't answer your questions um, I will say Leftovers won't answer any of your questions, but it's because they're questions that aren't meant to be answered. Um, they are questions that are meant to be thought about and mulled over. And like Lost, it has fantastic characters, um, fantastic writing. Uh, I think it's it, right now, with the caveat that I have never watched The Sopranos or The Wire, it's the best TV show I've ever seen. Mm, okay, so a lot to unpack there. Um, first of all, two unrelatable points of what you just said. A, I don't have a wife. And two, well, A and two, A and B. B, um, I haven't seen The Leftovers. Uh, you and I have had discussions about this since you finished it. And you did convince me to watch it. But the fact that you just said it's the best show you've seen and the only two shows you have named that you haven't seen i've seen all the other the shows in the world except for the wire and sopranos well all, all the shows you've seen some heavy hitters so like i've seen some good shows so you're suggesting this is better than breaking bad it's orders of magnitude better than breaking bad i just i just can't deal with the blasphemy that i'm hearing break bad is the third best show of all time behind only the sopranos number two and the wire number one well, I just, I just. At worst, um, it's now moved to number four because I, I can't gauge against the Wire and the Sopranos as I've, I have caveated. I don't know if that's the correct verb form of we, caveat. The message was received. Um, <laughs> it's at least above Breaking Bad. I just, if I could reach across this phone. And but, just I mean, slap you Mad- once in the face. I would. I would. Ma- I would. I'd slap you once. Mad Men is better than Breaking Bad. Oh my goodness! Mad Men is a fantastic show. Don't make me talk bad about Mad Men. Mad Men. Mad Men. I'm not trying to get spicy on that, but it is not Breaking Bad. It's better oh than my- Breaking Bad. No, 
way. Yeah. Next thing you're gonna tell me, Laguna Beach was a top ten show. Get out of here. I've never, I've never watched Laguna Beach. Th- that's doubtful at this point. Um. Okay. Well, there you have it. The leftovers is apparently that hot fire in the kitchen, and it's so I will good. Be watching Please it, I will. Ha- I look will it have up. watched it before season two. I will say that I will have watched it before if, season two. If you, if you, if you listen to this at all, forget healthcare. Hit me up on Twitter with those hot, hot leftovers theories, please. Those hot, hot leftovers theories. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, there it is. I will. I'll give you my dissertation of the leftovers at the start of season two next time. All right. I expect it. Are you ready for my last thought? Do it. All right. I need you to open your phone and look at the text I just sent you. All right. So for the readers, I'm gonna go ahead and talk this through while you while you digest the information. Okay. This is a game that my buddy Jeffrey uh, texted me about. It's basically who wins and why. It's between a bear and a silverback gorilla. All right. I've got some stats here. We got a bear, 900 pounds, about 10 feet. Um. On the other side, the silverback gorilla, only 500 pounds, five point, like 5 feet 11 inches roughly on average. Why don't you so, just say 6 feet? Okay, well, you know what? I didn't pull up these averages. He <laughs> might be a little more specific than I was. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have 10 feet versus roughly 6 feet. We have 900 pounds versus roughly 500 pounds. So you're thinking the bear wins this outright, correct? However, we got Are you asking things. me? Well, no, not yet. I will was that rhetorical? It was rhetorical. However, we got the bite force for a bear is 1,250 PSI, pounds per square inch. The bite force for a silverback gorilla, 1,300 PSI. Then we go to the really big advantage, the weight. We have a bear's roughly 1,100 pounds, whereas a silverback gorilla, 4,400 pounds. So, Zach. That's in terms I of ask just you, strength, right? Because like, I think you're. No, pounds right. is. Say that again? Yeah, strength. Th- yeah. Strength, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, I said weight. I'm sorry. I meant strength. Okay. The strength is 1,100 pounds versus 4,400 pounds for a silverback gorilla. So a gorilla has superior bite force and way superior strength. But a bear has way superior weight and height. Also, bears have claws and a snout. Gorillas, they got to bite you up close, you know? Okay, so I need to answer this question. Yeah, and why? Okay. Um, First question. Mm. Is there a correct answer? Whatever I decide is probably the correct answer, so yeah. So there's no definitive answer here? Well, there's not many examples of a silverback gorilla fighting a bear. This is a grizzly bear. I I don't know. I don't know how many examples there are. Just think geographically where they live. Because it's a hypothetical situation. But like, what's the motivation? In this hypothetical motivation? Only one person gets to win. But why? Why can't they coexist? Because Regis Philbin is on the other side with a suitcase of a million dollars. What do, what do they care about money? Like, is there like what's the motivation all right, for them? First to fight of all, how many like, bananas did one of them like threaten dollars? another one of their young, or like did one of them yeah, call uh, the other one a mean name? Probably they said something impolite about the other's wife. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so that's okay. Okay, but like impolite, like really impolite. Okay, all like right. I don't like her dress. 
Well, okay, so on this, the the gorilla would probably be the one to most likely make the insult because he has the greater ability for communication, I would think, or at least communication mm. that we could comprehend. So I'm making mm. this so assumption there. So he's the there, easy instigator, you're saying. Okay. That's I'm saying he's the instigator. Okay. Okay. So the bear's got, like, more stake in this, but... You know, I don't know like how protective bears are of their spouse's honor. So maybe he doesn't have that much say. They're I don't both know. very protective of their spouse's honor. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I mean, my initial predilection. I don't even know if that's a word. I don't even know if I used it correctly. Is to side with the silverback gorilla. Wow. Okay. Because he has greater mobility. Mm. He has Very opposable astute. thumbs. Nice. And he has the strength to back him up. So, so I, I I'm I'm pleased you came to this conclusion. This is why you and I do this podcast together. I also thought the silverback gorilla because I was like athleticism. We don't know the terrain right now. Is it an open map or are there trees around? Because yes. that will play to the advantage of the gorilla big time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any terrain. However, likewise, or I guess not likewise. However, my buddy who sent this to me, he also reminded me that bears have massive claws. And so a bear can make damage without actually gripping you. You know, a gorilla really needs to get on you close combat like much closer than a bear has to in order to start making damage. Yeah, that's true. And bears have a lot thicker fur, like a lot thicker coat that you have to either bite through or, you know, just get forced through. I mean, this is all very violent and I don't really like to think about it, but like the, the gorilla could like hop on the bear's back and that thank you do weird things to its face. Okay, that's I I I was hopping on the back was one of the first directions I went with on this. Um, and the fact that the bear is less comfortable on two feet than a gorilla, yes. I thought that was that was big because the gorilla the bear's gonna have a tough time turning around if the gorilla just decides to run circles around him until he can slow him down to get on his back. You're right, you're right, and also the gorilla has the advantage of being able to throw barrels at him, throw banana mm. peels. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. But that also means there's a double-sided sword. There's a double-edged sword there because the bear then also has the advantage of having Super Mario on his side. Since when has Mario ever sided with a bear? It's it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So Fair yeah, enough. the bear might not be Mario's friend, but if if the gorilla is his enemy, then boom, they're friends at the moment. They're allies. Hmm. It's kind of like World War One when Germany was like, well, I mean, Russia's involved in this, and they're the enemy of my enemy, so we'll go in. Actually, I don't know if Germany... It really just depends on who gets the Fire of... Flower, so... That's true. Okay, so whoever gets Fire Flower wins. That's it, yes. Definitive answer. All right. Okay, all right. There it is. That's my, that's my last thought. All right. Well, so uh, with that being thank said, you Zach. to everyone. Thank you to everyone who has... Uh, listen to any episodes of season one of who needs healthcare even if this is your first episode uh, we're sorry that you're gonna have to wait for more um, but we will be back we will be better and yeah you're not even gonna I'm recognize excited. this zach promised me that he's gonna pick up a, an english accent to sound smarter more smart it's true i don't know it's true 
and we'll uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn that, French yeah. in the meantime. So you know, there you go. All right. Well, until then, um, you can still find us on Twitter um, at Who Needs Healthcare. I believe our who handle is HC. actually at Who Who Needs HC. Um, you can email us at Who Needs Healthcare at gmail.com. Um, find us on SoundCloud or Apple iTunes. Uh, podcasts. Yeah. Yep. Um, all those Apple places podcasts, that you find yeah. podcasts, we're probably in there. Um, go back, re-listen to our episodes, give us some feedback, tell us what you think. And um, yeah, that's all I've got. Without, yeah, without further ado, we'll come back to you with season two. This is going to be the outro. It goes right there. Yeah, that was nice. It goes right there. There it is. Um, okay.